you get the full spectrum of Northwest Montana sports. Only on 96.5 and 600 KGEZ. Now, back to the Knock on Sports and Anthony Knockreiner. Welcome back here on the Knock On Sports as we get the latest from the Big Sky Conference Tournament over in Boise as this man's appearance on this show has long been overdue. So it's great to have this man on. It's always fun when I get to see him at sporting events, but he is in Boise covering the Big Sky Conference Tournament from NBC Montana. It is Darren Winberg. Darren, it is great to have you on the show, man. Hope you're doing well. I'm doing well, and it's, uh, like you said, it's long overdue. I'm glad to be able to be a part of your show, because you were a part of my show two years ago at Flathead. That's right. I do appreciate that. You introduced the Knock On Sports on TV. That was fantastic. I wish the game would have turned out a little bit better. Uh, I thought it would have, but, uh, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> <laughs> this is very true. <laughs> well, Darren, first off, man, it is great to chat with you. I really appreciate the time. I know you're a busy man. Uh, but, obviously, let me just get your thoughts here is, again, we're talking about the Big Sky Conference tournaments going on. It was around this time last year where everything got shut down. The tournament didn't even finish. So just give me your thoughts, you know, being there and the fact that the Big Sky tournament won't be canceled, hopefully, won't be canceled going forward and the rest of the way, but it's going to finish, and it's been a year since it was stopped. Yeah, it's, uh, it's kind of interesting because you come in here, and essentially this would be ground zero. You know, March 12, 2020 was when the tournament was canceled. And you come in here, and uh, the banners are still here from a year ago. The tur- this arena has a new name. It is now Idaho Central Arena, but it hasn't been used in over a year. Wow. So half of the stadium is, you know, roped off. You can see dust because nothing has been in here for over a year, and it's kind of surreal. But in the same token, basketball's back, and... Uh, we just saw finished halftime of the men's game. Eastern Washington's up 37-30 over NAU, and I feel like we're going to have a, a Big Sky crown champion. Women's tomorrow, men's on Saturday. It's a good time. I was about to say some pretty great basketball as we continue on here in the Big Sky Tournament. Darren, uh, another game that finished up just a little while ago, Montana State 71 uh, they win over Idaho State 71-63. They'll take on Southern Utah tomorrow. Montana State with a big win. First time they're getting to the semifinals in over a decade. What did you see from the Montana State Bobcats? Well, first of all, it was a game of attrition because it was two and a half hours long. I'm sure you've seen some Tampa Bay Bucks games that have lasted less than that. <laughs> and uh, what, it, what it was was, uh, honestly, the refs got a little, little get out of hand early on. And uh, Montana State really used that to their advantage and kind of galvanized the team as a me versus them mentality. They go 32 for 40 from the free throw line and escape with the win. And uh, they're going to be a little bruised and battered because it was a physical game. Idaho State is a physical team. You saw Southern Utah earlier today as well. How do you feel about that matchup that will happen tomorrow night at 5? Well, the Cats are going to need to play a little bit better. Uh, Southern Utah is loaded at the guard position, and uh, Knight went for 34 today in the afternoon, and he literally is a step above everyone. He's around 6'3", and he's listed at 6'2", so I would say he's probably at least all of 6'2", 6'3". He's speedy, he's fast, and uh, that's really going to help uh, Montana State is they play defense. 
Their calling card is defense. They shot the ball horribly today. They were one for 11 from deep. Um, they had stretches of up to four and a half minutes of not scoring a field goal. So the defense is their calling card, which helps them against a team that is very talented on the outside. This is going to be very interesting because Southern Utah and Montana State didn't play. We've seen some of those matchups can go one way or another. So do you feel like because we haven't seen that matchup, and even though Southern Utah is that number one seed, is this a 50-50 game in your mind? I would say it is. I think it actually benefits Montana State for not playing them in the regular season because you kind of know what Southern Utah is. They've always had transfers. They've always had talented guys on the outside. Work it down low. But when they get into a close game, they were up by 15, and they let Northern Arizona or Northern Colorado, rather, come all the way in. Like, the game was a three-possession game with under a minute left, and it was a blowout at halftime. So they let you back in, and like as I said earlier, Montana State plays defense, and defense, the old adage, what? Defense wins championships. So... It should be a good game. Um, I expect uh, Montana State to uh, grind it out. Hopefully it's not another two-and-a-half-hour event, but uh, they should grind it out, and it should be a good one. Darren, looking at the uh, Montana Grizzlies here, as we are with uh, Darren Winberg from NBC Montana, as we are getting his thoughts as he is in Boise for the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Uh, the Grizz pick up a big win. Uh, it took a little extra as the Idaho Vandals did come back on them and make it a game late, but what do you think about the Grizz win yesterday? It's a big win, and it uh, gives these rookies something to play for now because early. this is a year that really we don't have a ton of, you know, you don't have fans. You, you know, it's hit or miss when it comes to how good is a team really. Now, granted, Idaho won one game all year, but a win is a win, and in a tournament, we all know momentum is key. Momentum for these young kids is going to help them. Once you hit that first shot, it kind of carries on. And I think, uh, you know, Montana against Weaver, it's a great matchup. They're 6-1 and one in the last seven times they've played them in tournaments. It, it goes a long way. And you kind of get in these teams' heads. And believe it or not, Montana, they are the two-time defending Big Sky champions. So that does hold some weight, and teams are going to want to knock you off. Well, here's the thing, Darren. Obviously, Montana already, they split the season series. They won one game already against Weber State. So let me just get your thoughts because obviously, as you mentioned, this is their first experience at the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Obviously, playing one game yesterday, Weber State's going to be fresh uh, as they play tonight for the first time. So what do you think about this game tonight uh, as they get ready to tip off here in a couple hours? Yeah, you mentioned a couple hours. The game was tilted to start at 8. It's probably going to be more like 9 o'clock because... We are uh, running behind. So, Weber State, they've got three guys that average double figures. Um, they're sound defensively. Obviously, Coach Ray is probably one of the greatest coaches in Big Sky Conference. Like, he definitely knows how to coach it. But Travis Secure is 2-1 and one against him. So, that is, a, you know, a hat for the Grizz going forward. So, momentum as I mentioned, I think is going to be key. If Montana can hang with them for the first half, not get down, just Weber State's going to go on the run. We know that's going to happen. It's a matter of if they go on the run in the first two minutes of the game or the last two minutes of the first half. They just have to be prepared for that, stick to their game. They're well coached. Coach Secure is not going to come in, not see a game plan that he's never seen before. Mm -hmm. As long as they 
weather the storm early, it should be a good game. And I'm, it's going to be a two, three possession game by, by the end of the, you know, two minutes left in the game. I'm guessing. Yeah, see, I think it's going to be a real interesting one. Granted, you're going to be up late tonight. I can probably tell you that already. You probably know that already, too. <laughs> this is this is very true, very true. <laughs> um, Darren, well, give, me, of, give me your thoughts. A, a player, an X-Factor guy, a guy that has to have a big game tonight for the Grizz. Well, ironically, yesterday I was talking with a lot of the brass here, and I said Josh Vasquez was going to have a game. And guess, lo and behold, he has a career-high 21 points. So I am Nostradamus right now so my x factor right now obviously i think kyle owens has to play big he needs to come out of his shell and he needs to have a double double not only that play great defense and uh i think the Grizz can come away with the win darren let's flip it over to the girls side obviously or i'm sorry the women's side unfortunately sure both women's teams are already out of the tournament. I know you saw the game last night for Montana State as they were in the semis, uh, a tough loss to Idaho. What did you see from that game, and what ultimately did the Bobcats in? Well, first off, Idaho is is talented. Like They are the two seed for a reason. Uh, former Montana Lady Grizz, Gabby Harrington, is on that team, and she, she was the next back. She didn't play extremely well yesterday, but she's just at that athletic wing that Montana is missing. So with that being said, Darian White for Montana State is amazing. We all know that. However, she needs to get a little bit of a jump shot. Montana couldn't hit a jumper to save their lives. They were driving, flashing, which helps, but you have to be able to hit that jumper, and unfortunately they just they don't have it and they couldn't hit it. I was gonna say it'd be a tough one, obviously, as they were the Big Sky code of, or they were the Big Sky Conference. I guess they were the co-defending champs, uh, one way or another. Uh, Darren, uh, looking at the Lady Grizz here, uh, obviously a tough break for them. Not the way they wanted to start this tournament. A, a team that I think exceeded expectations because you really weren't sure what the floor or ceiling could be for this team given uh, the roster overchange this past off season. Uh, what did you think about the Lady Grizz, even though it, it was a little bit of a disappointing end of the season? It was disappointing, but to get a six seed is, is beneficial. It tells you you're in the right direction. On the flip side, you lose to an 11 seed. That's never happened before in the women's tournament. It's happened once in the men's. That could go down. I said on air two days ago, I did get some flack, but it literally could be the worst loss in Lady Year's history. And that's not an understatement because, it's, again, it's never happened before. But with that being said, Wheels are in place. You got two of the best big girls down low with Abby Anderson and Carmen G. Feller. They should be loaded next year. <laughs> I know we've been saying that for years to come, but I think if you run the offense through those girls, you get some perimeter shooters, maybe move Sophia Styles to the two, have uh, Kendall Keller, reigning Montana Gatorade Player of the Year from last year from Haver, bring her at the point. Montana has the makings to be really good. I think they just have to move some parts, and once they bring it all together, you know, we the house that Rob built just came out, we might be able to get back to the, the way Montana Lady Grizz basketball was mm-hmm. and should be. 
Right now, we are with Darren Winberg from NBC Montana as we are getting his thoughts on the Big Sky Conference tournament as he is in Boise for the tournament as uh, they work their way through. Only a couple nights left. Uh, Montana and Weber State coming up a little bit later on. Montana State already punching their ticket to the semifinals tomorrow night. Uh, Darren, let's talk a little NFL and talk about your Eggles, man. I got to get your thoughts here. How do you feel about uh, no longer having Carson Wentz? And it looks like Jalen Hurts is your starting QB, man. Oy vey. Uh, I Don't get me wrong. Yes, don't get me wrong. I love Jalen Hurts. I think he's talented. He is not the, he's not the guy. Carson Wentz, what's the, whatever the day today is, you can timestamp it and mark it. He is going to have a phenomenal year. It's just not going to be in Philadelphia. He is going to make the Colts. They're, they finished 11-5 and five last year. They're going to be in the AFC championship game. I'm going out. I'm saying wow. it now. Wow. He, he is a, yes. Wow is right. He is talented. I, he had a bad year, but the Colts have a great run or running back. Rather, they've mm-hmm. got a great defense, offensive line. His problem was he got skittish in the pocket because as talented as their offensive line was Jason Peters, Brandon Brooks, um, right tackle Lane Johnson were all injury prone and you're bringing in backups, and he's throwing to who's our top wide receiver? Exactly. Yeah, Nobody. <laughs> Zach Ertz? <laughs> so, yeah, exactly. Zach Ertz, who's no longer, is going to be no longer on the team after we release him. Well, Darren, so, let, me, let me get your thoughts then, because obviously the April draft is not that far away. I can't remember where you guys yeah. are picking exactly, but where do you want to see yeah. the Eagles go, at least in terms of position, or do you have a player in mind? Uh, we're going six, and we need a wide receiver or the tight end from Florida. I, one of those, because he's actually, to me, one of the best players in the draft. He's got 4-4 four, four speed at tight end. He's big, and he could actually play receiver, which will help uh, Hurts if that's the direction that Howie Roseman goes. But uh, I also think Howie Roseman should be fired. But that's, that's, a, that's a time for another story. <laughs> Well, and here's another one, too, because, I mean, I know Doug Peterson took a lot of flack, but how do you feel about your new head coach? Uh, Bring back Dougie P. I feel (laughs) like he got the raw deal. Um, Again, they brought in Frank Reich 2.0 is what what they're thinking new head coach is because he worked under Frank Reich, and Carson Wentz had his best career, or best year, rather, under Frank Reich. his opening press conference, I know you saw it. The whole world saw it. He got roasted. I'm not going to blame him for that because talking to the Philadelphia media can be a little daunting at times. You know, they, uh, they have a feeling we booed Santa Claus. Let's put it that way. We threw snowballs at rest when they don't agree with the call. So that can be a little daunting. I just look at it as Doug Peterson led us to a Super Bowl. He made the Philly Philly, that call fourth and two in the Super Bowl, and he beat Bill Belichick. He should have not been blamed for our abysmal season this past week. Fair enough. Well, there you have it from the mouth of a Philadelphia Eagles fan. We'll see how the NFL season for them uh, shakes out. Uh, Darren Winberg joining us from NBC Montana as he is in Boise at the Big Sky Conference Tournament. Darren, if people want to catch all your coverage in Boise, how can they do that? Uh, follow me on Twitter at DarrenNBCMT and uh, look forward to uh, 
this rest of the season and uh, your Bucks. Uh, you guys got a great season ahead again. So until Tom Brady leaves, the NFC is no longer wide open. <laughs> we'll see, man. We'll see for sure. Darren, I really appreciate the time. Really appreciate the insight, my friend. And I know it took a long time to get you on, but you will be a regular. We will chat again, my friend. Uh, safe travels back uh, from the Big Sky Conference Tournament and look forward to chatting with you again soon, my friend. Hey, thanks, Andy. Take care, buddy.